Hello and welcome to the Surgical Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Haider Al-Hakim, the Third Eye Doctor. Pull up a chair and get ready for some candid and uncompromising discussion with experts, innovators, agitators, and influential people from every corner of health and well-being. From inside the hospital to at home in the kitchen, we're leaving no stone unturned in our quest to uncover the secrets of healthier, happier, more successful, and less stressful lives. Thank you so much for joining us, and without further ado, let's meet this episode's guest. Hello, hello, Paul. How are you today? Hi, Hayden. I'm very, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming along. I mean, it's been over a year since we last had you on, and um, yeah, COVID came along. Yes. You know, this this crazy thing, and and I I remember when when, when it first kind of came out and I was saying oh you know it's all probably conspiracy theory and you were like no they came in they told us about it they gave us presentations you know they they um told us about the science of of the virus so you know yeah. now it's been a year and a half since since it's sort of <laughs> coming yeah. to your work life and also personal life you know how has yes. your um yeah been uh, views changed about the virus and the pandemic it's well firstly it's been it's, it has been difficult a bit difficult year um i think my my views are still very much the same in terms of in terms of we look we've we've got this thing and there's certain ways we can we can help to to deal deal with it um, the thing that has changed is the sympathy and, and empathy I, I have for for people that are getting more and more fed up with it. So, for example, when I when I first started, uh, when it first came along, and we were in um, you know PPE twenty four seven in intensive care, um, seeing things that really we shouldn't have been seeing um just seeing the these people young and old um suffering horrendously with this with this virus that we knew very little about um listening to the things that you'd hear online and um uh you know the 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 conspiracy theories and, and and all of this it was very very difficult to come finish work and then be subjected to that it was it was like you have no idea you know that that was my thought process and i had very little sympathy um as time's gone on um i i don't believe in the conspiracy side of things and and what have you but i do understand um why people are just want to get back to normal you know um initially it was like look just stay indoors that's all you've got to do just stay indoors. and as time's gone on obviously um as we've had to abide by those rules as well it you realize just how much it impacts your life and initially it didn't feel like that to us because we were still and still are going to work um we 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 were still you know even though work itself wasn't normal our actual day-to-day waking up going to work coming home having a day off that was relatively unchanged so my life didn't really change horrendously um with covid as much as it would say someone who has a, a nine-to-five office job who you know uh, had to then be subjected to staying at home 
and and obviously as as time's gone on um those things do catch up with us and those that that social side of life has gone and um so i do have a lot more empathy for people that say look i just want this to be over now um you know i'm a little bit more tolerant of that and in terms of the science of the virus and the pathology of the virus mm. you know what 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 can you tell us about it? you know what is new about it that um that you understand now that you didn't before i think um I think the fundamentals are pretty much the same in terms of look we, we we've got this this virus and as all viruses do they mutate um i'm still of the opinion that there's a you know i, I might be proven wrong in this this is just my my own thoughts and just from certain things that i've read that i think there is an element of viral load being uh being a, a factor in it so for example someone that gets sneezed on directly um i think will have worse symptoms than say someone who just say you know contracted it by touching a surface and then touching their face the viral load is different i think you know all the viruses i think of if even i think of things like hiv and and all those things it, it is very dependent on viral load and um whilst i haven't seen the literature for it for a long long time now um i still believe there's an element of that um and viruses do mutate we know this the virus wants to survive and viruses are ingenious at being able to do so so they do mutate and find a way of continuing to spread so that's that explains the, the variants that we get um ultimately there is a thought that that i was listening to someone the other day chatting about and it was quite interesting because ultimately the virus wants to stay alive and so if it kills everyone off, there's no vessel for it to stay alive in. And and so there, there has to eventually become a equilibrium in terms of, right, variant. Killing and, uh, and, and, and yeah, maintaining, yeah. Killing and maintaining. Um, and so there will, I, I, I believe there will probably be a balance at some point. Um, but with each strain, we're seeing slightly different characteristics. Uh, so the, the first one, was very much um, one because we didn't really know what we were doing on on the whole scheme of things. You know, we were we were quite in the blind with it. Uh, we'd never seen anything really quite like it. So we were seeing uh, the vulnerable. We were seeing elderly. We were seeing people with a lot of comorbidities um, with other illnesses um, developing the virus. And as time's gone on, I think the second wave we were seeing more and more younger people. And I think that's probably reflected on. The fact that universities had reopened um, and that strain seemed to definitely hit the younger um, as well. And so we were seeing 30 year olds, 40 year olds fit and well um, in, in intensive care. Um, now with the third wave, uh, anecdotally, just from where I am, it seems like even though cases are rising, um, it hasn't reflected in the same way that the first two cases the first two waves did in terms of the hospital uh people are getting admitted but they're not they're not coming into intensive care as readily uh we are still getting them but i, I and, and my belief for that is that is the the vaccine program has definitely definitely helped um time will tell uh we're still a few weeks away of seeing whether 
you know it's gonna really impact but just looking at I, I follow the graphs quite a lot and just just looking at those just objectively just looked um it just looks like it's it's doing doing something and and in terms of the role of immunity in, in the pandemic where mm. where does that fit in so there's a uh, there's two schools of thought in that um so if, if you're if you've had the virus you've got the antibodies um that could potentially be as good i've heard things that, that that's as good or if not better than the antibodies you'll get from the vaccine say uh and that may be, or be the case I, I don't know um i think definitely having having the antibodies on board uh, will will help um just being able to limit that that immediate that that huge immune response that you get and and it seemed to be that that was that's what was causing problems really you know it was this is the, the lungs especially uh, people getting these massive um, immune responses so um, it was leading to a lot of consolidation in the lungs and and all these um, small small clots in microclots in the kidneys and all these things it seems to seem to be like this whole systemic response and I think anything that can subdue that uh, be it with antibodies um, that you've had from a vaccine or from previous um, previous infection then that's going to help but the question is if you haven't had either uh, you know um, is it is it then going to protect you and, and the people that we've been seeing in in intensive care and things like that a, a, a lot of them were unvaccinated uh, with no previous history of the virus as it were um you know on occasion that that's not that's not a hundred percent but yeah. just the general uh, general rule of thumb that seems to be what's happening yeah yeah and and you know as, as being healthcare professionals who who haven't really um ha isolated um over the last um year and a half i mean you know all of us have have had to take two or three weeks off because of the COVID itself, which we've all con contracted. Yeah. I, I think everyone in the healthcare sector has contracted COVID um, over the last uh, yeah, year and a I, half. Well, oddly, oddly enough, we were, I mean, I, I managed to escape it. Um, all right. in, uh, I, uh, but I, I, th I can only put that down to the fact that because I was in intensive care so much or anesthetizing in, in theater so much, um, we were always in, uh, always were, wore ffp3 masks and so not like say some of the wards where um you know there was guidance on just just wearing normal surgical masks because yeah. you weren't doing a aerosol generated procedure as it were and um and my argument was that you know they're coughing and spluttering all yeah. over the place you know i mean how much more aerosol generated do you, do you need to be and um so actually our itu seemed to be one of the safer places to be as a as a healthcare professional, because you were always in your PPE, um, so does PPE work? I, I, I yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm very sure of that. You know, just yeah. from seeing the people that I was working with and seeing how low the um, infection rate amongst the healthcare professionals in intensive care was where I was working, at least. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think there's something to say for it. And, and going back to the immunity side of things, I mean, you know, being exposed to it is, is one thing mm. and then developing um, antibodies to it, you know, uh, that's the kind of normal 
a response that, that that we think about. But um, in terms of improving one's immunity, do, do, do you think that has a role in uh, combating? Yeah, I, I'll i be honest. So I mean, it's not very, it's not really what we're trained to do really is. Yeah, so medics. we don't I, talk I, about increasing just one's for immunity. The, yeah. You know, for the record, I, I'm not a immunologist or a microbiologist. So I'm sure there'll be, if there are immunologists and microbiologists listening to this, they'll be thinking, what is this guy talking about? But uh, just from, you know, my own sort of, limited understanding of, of you're too modest mate what are you talking about well no i mean you know i i'm i'm an anesthetist it's you know it's 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 not something that we deal but you're with a good now. observer yeah i i'd like to think so so you know and and we do have our own thoughts and things and um from my side yeah i i think i think there is something to be said about about improving your your immune system for sure uh i don't i don't think that's uh you know and covid aside you know there's always that's always a, a good thing you know yeah, um yeah. and it does it does help and and um the thing is i haven't read much on i'm sure there are now studies and and things like that um i i've kind of distanced myself a little bit in the last few months from um, reading up on it, it kind of saturated my my brain a bit. Um, reading all the new COVID things and things like that, but it wouldn't surprise me if there is some some evidence for yeah. Look, if you if you do this, have your vitamins, have your vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc, and all these things. You know, it's gonna it's gonna help. Um, uh, yeah, I I don't know in reality how much of an impact it makes, but do i think it would help i'm pretty sure it would yeah i mean you haven't gone out actively and increased your vitamin c intake or vitamin d intake or no um, I, I was actually other vitamins yeah i was taking vitamin d um for a little while actually just because i thought i should because I, I wasn't getting much in terms of out outdoor um outdoor life so i was taking just the sort of one a day um one a day tablet um and that may have helped and Vitamin C, I, I try to take it in through diet in terms of you know fruit and and things like that, um, but I was um, I did buy some sort of chewable vitamin C tablets and I was was uh, was having one of those a day as well. Um, it was maybe whether it was placebo effect or not, it, it made me feel better yeah. taking it. Um, I, I just wanted to at the time seeing it was very difficult because we were being surrounded by it i mean it was um so many people being intubated ventilated um and i kind of just wanted to do the most i could do uh this was before the vaccines by the way you know so i just wanted to do as much as i could do to help protect myself and my family and i thought if it works great if it doesn't you know um, yeah. so so what kind of thing um so yeah and 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 how has the morale been within uh, within the workforce within your colleagues um over yeah. the months and how it's, has it changed it's um it's definitely hanging over uh in terms of our it, it almost feels like things will never go back to how they were and and when you when and they you, weren't great before they weren't great before uh that's true uh, it's very true they you know i mean i mean if people look look back to our podcast you know it wasn't that rosy then no before the no. pandemic 
no not at yeah. all it was um you know uh, and then then covid came along and uh yeah everyone's morale during covid i i it was it was phenomenal just how the, the camaraderie between between everyone was that was um I, I i've never seen something quite like it um so within 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 ourselves in terms of the the itu doctors that we were redeployed um and so there was there was quite a few of us because we were already redeployed from anesthetics there were obviously the existing itu doctors and between us the the morale we just help, kept boosting each other so we were put on the road that was as i think every intensive care unit in the country was put on this sort of surge rotor uh, which meant you know your leave was cancelled and all these and you had to do these shifts now to try and uh, keep the same a good number of people on on the shop floor as it were um and that was that was tough and people were very accommodating with each other so if there was a time where look you know uh, I need this shift swapped or whatever everyone everyone really bent over backwards for each other um to help out um and there were things that you know we were getting some food parcels and things from from certain local companies and local businesses and those little things helped um in terms of now I think people are relieved that things are improving um you can feel that there's this air of uncertainty now given that the cases are rising now where uh, I think yesterday was 30 four thirty six thousand new cases which we haven't seen since you know uh quite some time um so things are going up and there's an air of uncertainty in terms of what's this going to translate to are we going to get something even bigger than than we had before and so we're we're very heavily dependent on vaccines at the moment we're just sort of fingers crossed yeah is there some kind of um strategy sort of going forward or is it still let's let's keep capacity as high as possible and uh, wait for the tsunami yeah it's a good question um i don't know because mm. we initially we after the first one it was like we're never going to go back to this again you know whatever happens we're gonna just deal with it and and then the second second wave came and even though it wasn't as bad for us as the first we had more people uh, more patients but because we we kind of had a system and we kind of knew how to deal with it and we um we didn't redeploy people for the sake of redeployment which i felt was happening in the first one so we tried to keep as much as normal as possible uh, working alongside it was tough but we we managed to try and do it in terms of the third wave, I think now with increasing waiting lists and, um, you know, because let's not forget, it's not just patients who have COVID. It's 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 thousands of other people, hundreds of thousands who are being affected um, in terms of just routine operations and uh, routine outpatients and routine procedures. And uh, it's, it's very difficult for them. And the more we postpone things for the sake of covid it, it's impacting other people and there are say you know it's it's causing other other deaths other um other problems elsewhere you know um in medicine so i'd hope that we can find a way of maintaining as much normality in terms of routine things as possible um whether we can or not will just purely depend on the numbers yeah yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there is some kind of common camaraderie that, that you sensed mm. uh, during the difficult times. Um, but it kind of disappears once things uh, <laughs> go back to normal, you know, which is a bit frustrating, I guess. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think we, we, we've, we've been through so much together as a hospital. Yeah. Um, we Those things kind of don't really... It, it it doesn't it hasn't vanished as in um it's like look we, we, when something difficult comes it's like look we, we've we've managed to do this so yeah. let's uh let's find a way of of working this out kind of thing um and it, it did it did show just what can be achieved yeah. uh when when all the frivolous stuff gets thrown out the window you know um so it's like you know on occasion I, I get told off for writing if i forgot to change um my ink in my pen i i i like to write in fountain pen and then you know i usually write in black but occasionally i i've forgotten would have a blue thing so oh you're not allowed to write in blue ink it's like why you know and i get told off with something like that it's like it doesn't photocopy it's like really you you sure about that it doesn't photocopy because pharmacists write in green you know so let's uh if you want to go down that route and yeah. uh and i remember um walking onto the covid itu for the first time and and there was just it was a case of find what you can to write with there was a selection of pens of all sorts of colors you know and yeah. um it was just there was no the, you know all that stuff just went out the window um like appraisals went out the window and uh, i mean people were coming back uh retired people were coming back um to help out and they hadn't practiced for you know quite a few years so clearly this whole you know portfolio appraisal thing that just went out the window it's like yeah just get get people that can that can help and so and um, you know did they fit in quite 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 quickly and quite nicely from, after from what i'm aware yeah, yeah i mean yeah, we, yeah. we we didn't um i didn't know of people in in our hospital who came back but just seeing f reports and reading yeah. things from other 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 hospitals and things it's like yeah they were more than welcome you know there was no oh what you need to revalidate before we can accept you back or we need to yeah. do this before you know there was none of that it was just like yeah look let's just use common sense here and we need we need bodies uh, we need able bodies um, who can help with this in any way, shape, or form, and uh, they were using it. Um, so all the kind of little bureaucracy side of things that yeah. just kind of went out, um, and yeah, it is slowly creeping back in. You know, you it, it, inevitably, um, and that that's a a shame in a way. But yeah, yeah, I mean, once the comfort kind of zone sets in, you know, you start getting back to your um, easy habits and, uh, yeah. you know, you start, uh, yeah, I guess, being a bit more fussy and uh, yeah. maybe a, a bit more difficult. So, you know, that's been quite positive, you know, to hear that people have come together and sort of yeah. um, worked together and uh, got through these difficulties. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And it was, um, it, it was... It was lovely in a way to, uh, and also the, just the support you get from people outside of the hospital. Um, you know, I had, I had people that I hadn't spoken to for a, a long time, just through distance and, and, you know, life and what have you. And, and they were messaging me just sort of saying, you know, um, if there's anything that can be done, that we can do, you know, do you need, do you need food and all these things. It was actually quite, it, it was, it made you feel very humble um reading these these random messages from 
from various people that you're like, oh gosh, wow, you know. Well, you've put me in in, in my place because I didn't send you anything over the last. I think you of... did actually. I, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure. You did. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel a bit you bad did. now. No, 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 no. You did. We <laughs> spoke on the phone, so it's no fun. <laughs> it's all good, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it does make a difference. You know, other people don't realize that. You know, even us as uh, you know, so-called doctors or so-called superheroes mm. or you know people at the vanguard of of, um, of the fire line yeah. you know we may we may look tough but we're not really you know we are quite soft and i i tell you cuddly. what i mean, i have to sort of take this obviously I mean, the, the nursing staff were i mean they they felt the brunt of it um and you know just a, a massive thank you to them because they, they you know a lot of people that had never worked in in that situation before in an intensive care situation they were being redeployed left right and center and um to do something very much outside their comfort zone and they did brilliantly you know um and they were in in pp for you know hours and hours and hours and and you know after after a few hours uh it believe me it, it it's it's very much you just need to sort of rip everything off and and go and and they they were doing it you know um with very i didn't hear complaints or anything and and they were phenomenal so yeah without them i think we would have been absolutely screwed to be honest so yeah yeah and you know who supports them you know that's the big question as well yeah uh yeah it's it's a it's a difficult one you know they i think looking back i think the the one the one thing that has come about this is i've noticed um always getting emails now for certain support groups you know within the within the trust and within the hospital and, and it's not just my trust I, I i'm pretty sure this is happening all over the country um because people are recognizing that okay the, this burnout thing this is is affecting people yeah. you know and um i think what covid did do if for if there's going to be some benefit you know it, it highlighted the need for um this support and to recognize certain things because you know i think going back to your morale thing morale is yeah it's not like it was pre-covid and i think one of the reasons for that is is we're exhausted um people haven't had a proper break um and even if you've had annual leave because of covid you we can't do the things that we would normally do to de-stress you know you know and so you yeah, you're on annual leave, but what what do you do with it? You know, at the moment, what can you do? Um, okay, things are a bit better now, but even yeah. traveling abroad now is hard. You know, so yeah, I think that's that's all contributing to it. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, it's um it's a speculative question. You know, what's going to happen in the future? God knows. You know, I mean, it's uh yeah. Your guess is uh, as good as mine, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're supposed to uh, lift restrictions um, on the 19th. I mean, this podcast will be going out after the 19th. Mm. Um, and yet, they, you know, they still want us to wear masks and still want us to uh, create yeah. distance and uh, yeah. and everything else. So yeah. it, it looks like it's around for a long time. But, but the voice of uh, uh, dissident voices are increasing. You know, there's a lot more protests now. Um, against this so uh, i can only see this getting stronger and stronger um over the next months and and um, possibly next year so there will be a lot of um alternative ways of living so that's going to be a a big issue going forward. yeah 
it, it's going to be interesting to see how things shape out actually just uh, one from from the government side of things in terms of whether they change their stance or, or introduce different different forms of restrictions or um, whether they backtrack uh, and to also just from the general public in terms of how they how they accept it because uh, and this goes back to what I said right at the beginning I, I have more sympathy with 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 people going oh you know you know I've had, I had enough of this and because you know I've had enough of it too and uh okay I, I, I'm probably not going to be one of the people demonstrating and, and doing all this stuff but you know and and that's not going to do anything to help numbers of rising cases having all those people do, doing something like that but I can understand the frustration um because it's not natural to be cooped up inside it's not natural to be have restrictions and things like that it was needed for sure um because i think the best analogy i, I can come up with or, or that i've that i've heard was um yes it may not have prevented uh the total number so say in in two years the same number of people perhaps would have passed away with covid as say um over the two years as say would have happened over the first couple of months if we didn't have any restrictions maybe but it's like mcdonald's make however many billion burgers a year if you go up to a drive-thru and say can i have five million now they're not going to be able to do it they're not going to be able to deal with that and it's the same with the nhs it's like yeah you, you can't have you know half a population coming into a hospital all at once uh with the same thing it's 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 not going to happen you know um and one of the reasons why yes the death rates have been high but we we forget how high, how much higher would they have been if we didn't have the hospital hospitals looking after them the death rates are what they are with the numbers with including the people that we've saved in the nhs you know so without it it would have been higher mm -hmm. yeah. um i think that's often overlooked yeah yeah and in terms of um passion interests enjoyment stuff i guess that's gone out the window it's all uh, work at know, the moment yeah i mean um as we were saying earlier it's like you can probably see in a in on my desk because you've got exams coming up and uh you know this is a this is nice nice breather in a way just having a having a chat and uh passions for things yeah it's 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 hard um so things like the podcasting and, and all that stuff it, it it's taken a hit because um it, it's tough to balance everything um and work is slowly getting back to normal uh but then it's a case of catching up on on all the other things that you've been missing out on you know in the last last year or so and it's, it's what's the first thing you're going to get back into Ooh, I well definitely the podcasting is going to be one yeah. of those things. Um, so I I used to love actually going to meet people. Mm. Um, as much as Zoom and and all these other things that they're, they're they're fantastic and and I've been able to chat to people who ordinarily I wouldn't be able to uh, for distance wise. Um, it's been fantastic. But I used to love actually meeting someone as as we have in the past. You know, just give someone a microphone have a chat, have a coffee together. Um, and you owe me a lunch, you know. I know, I know. I've, I, do, <laughs> I, I have still got that in my mind. I know that. And a trip to Cyprus as well. Oh, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, soon, hopefully. 
um but yeah all those things you can't um you can't do or couldn't do and so things took a back back seat because i found myself being less interested in doing a zoom chat with someone that i actually just wanted to meet and and all those things but uh, i would love to get back into chatting to more people in person have have, have you got any sort of guests in mind that's um apart from Um, me of course apart from yourself no i i i've got a few solo uh, topics in right. mind. Um, right. So when I when I started, I was a lot of a lot of solo talking, and the, the guests kind of came on later. And I get a get a few um, requests. Uh, they trickle in um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from time to time, and it, it's uh, yeah. Sometimes you think yeah they'll they'll fit with the show. Um, other times it's it's uh, it's not not quite it's not quite that type of podcast, you know. Um, so you have to kind of as, as as you know, you know, you have to look through through things quite carefully before. before oh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I just pop them on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know oh. you were that careful. Yeah, well, it's, I, it's I was like, I was wondering how I got on because uh, yeah, because I'm all over. No, well, it's it's like when 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 someone sends you something and say, oh, uh, from from this uh, PA person, they say, oh, you know. Uh, you should have this guest on there. They're phenomenal. And you look look into it, and you're thinking, um, you you just want to sell this new product that you yeah. created. You know, there, there's literally no science in this whatsoever. You've literally just you know, taken a chance here, and it's like I'm not sure if I can uh, if I can put that on. You know, what if the numbers sound sound right? You know, if, what if you're getting big bucks for for this? It must be oh, worth me. a few big no, bucks. No, no one's gonna pay me either to come. <laughs> <laughs> one day maybe maybe but you know yeah yeah because the money's enticing you see you know you get all kinds of offers and you know sometimes the money yeah. does uh get you carried away for sure i mean uh i mean you know i mean the scenario is you know some some egghead comes along and gives you some kind of whatever bs about something but you know you get yeah. you get a bugatti for for a month Oh yeah, and, uh, I mean, if 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 that were, that that's a tra- that's a tough one. <laughs> a, I, I'd like to that say that means I'm yes. Gonna, yeah. I, I'd like to say I'm going to stick stick to my integrity, but uh, at the moment, it's um, my podcast is not big enough for anyone to be offering any of that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ridden Have in a Bugatti yet? Uh, have I ridden in one? Uh, no, and not not the not the new type things um yeah you know like, like the veyron chiron no i haven't haven't been in one of those um i've been in i think the older classical classic ones uh, at certain points um you know but nothing nothing that would be instagram worthy shall we say oh, of course of course because yeah. it's all about instagram these days it's all about instagram. i mean you know what 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 is it about the bugatti that sort of really um I mean, I think you're, you're referring to the model thing. Well, it, it was uh, to be honest. I I like um, I, I I love cars. I love motorsport, and um, I love engineering um, actually. And it, it was, you know, I I very nearly chose engineering instead of medicine. Um, and one of the things that stopped me was one I was, and am terrible at mathematics. So uh you know and I, I tried my hand at a level physics and um you know or as physics at the time and um i realized very quickly that it was 
not something that I would my brain would be very happy to continue um so that that was one thing but I do love how things work I love how um you know just the general the basic engineering principles I, I love all of that and so um things that have certain passions in them so you know people ask me oh why do you like certain cars you know, you can't drive that fast in real life it's like it's not about how fast you can drive in real life it's just about the this is what man can achieve you know and um uh or or, or women can achieve actually more yeah more you got to stick that in as well <laughs> i have to but, but you know they thankfully there are getting more um like in formula one and there's yeah, formula yeah. w series and all these all these type of things so um which is great and yeah so it's a it's a nice it's a nice thing and i just you know so for me some people it might be like it's the car for me it's like okay i it's a bit more you know yeah yeah and you've got the um porsche behind you as well you know yes. that's uh that's a racing porsche the gt3 i think it porsche is. 911. Uh, i have actually had the pleasure of driving one of those so uh that was that was nice what's um, it like it's a beautiful car um lovely in terms of um it was it was very controlled in term in terms of the day it was one of those track day things yeah. and um i think i was getting told off for uh not changing gear early enough and uh i i was you know you try and trash hot. the engine no it was they, oh. they they have this expectation of you changing gear at 4000 rpm and it's like no 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 this car needs to go up to six <laughs> seven eight you know not not uh not that so they, they try and control it that way so it's limited in terms of what you can what you can get from it and get a good feel but it in terms of um the, the noise and the acceleration it, it, it's there and um yeah it, it was a beautiful beautiful car yeah i mean you know hopefully those days can come back and you can you know mm get your mojo back and uh hear you on the uh on the waves again oh that'll be yeah soon enough soon enough i hope um yeah i think my last episode was about a month ago now and uh i feel uh it, it's a shame because you, you get you get people writing to you saying oh, oh thank you for that episode or um you get some lovely feedback and um they're kind of waiting for the next one um albeit it's it's a small audience but it's a loyal one if that makes sense so um they're kind of wanting the next episode and and you kind of feel a little bit guilty in that you you know that you're not you're not producing this content that uh, people are looking forward to or, or want to hear um so, an obligation yeah. you have an obligation to a certain extent and yeah, yeah you know that that sort of pushes you in certain directions you do um and i, I can see i was, I was watching a uh video on on youtube this this guy content creator lots of lots of follow followers and what have you and um there is this thing called creator burnout and yeah. albeit yes i'm at a much smaller scale than 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 these youtubers and what have you but um but it's definitely a thing and uh they were talking about the pressures of creating new content because they've got like you know a million followers million subscribers yeah. and yeah. uh they they invest their time and they expect that every every three days or every week you're going to have yeah. something out there you know and then left with a blank screen it's um they find other people you know yeah 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 i mean you know there's a shag burnout as well you know even even the most fun of things <laughs> you can go through burnout with that as well trust me 
Oh, I've missed you, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. So, um, yeah, you've got to like, you know, shut down and and regroup and come back. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be stronger, yeah. but just come back to a, to a yeah. to a level of passion that yeah, of course, people enjoy you at. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um, it's 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 weird because initially when you start you have all these like hundreds of ideas and yeah, yeah, um yeah. and you exhaust them really quickly actually you, you don't realize uh, it's like when, when people say oh yeah before you start putting content out there make sure you've got your next 20 30 episodes planned yeah, yeah. before you even start your first one and i used to think well, that, that's just rubbish you know i'm not gonna sit here planning 30 episodes i'm just gonna put out one and um take it from there and yeah. and then you realize actually yeah they had a point actually because right. coming up with new new ideas new topics um every week i mean it's ebbs and flows you see i mean it's ebbs and flows yeah uh, and you know in the world of creativity you, you know you can't create all the time i mean even god had had a bit of a break so you know i mean there is this constant uh up upping and downing and and leveling out and yeah. you know you know we are human at the end of the day but interestingly i saw this um i was watching a jordan peterson lecture um and it was it was it was slightly demoralizing in a way because um he was he was essentially saying it's, it's quite an old one he's he's teaching to a class and he was essentially saying how we think of ourselves as oh this is a creative person um and he brought up uh there's a certain criteria that they came up with in a study and um and in, in this literature and it was okay you think you're creative have you are you a musician yes um have you performed in front of an audience for example and it's like well i'm a musician but i no, i haven't done that you get zero points you know have you are you a, an author yes okay have you published anything well no have you had a, a peer review journal no so, so again you get zero so all these things that you think you're creative actually unless you've had success actual proper success you can argue that you're not being classified as a as a creative individual and i was uh yeah watching this and i thought that's a shame actually because I, I i would think i'm a creative person but actually in the whole scheme of things uh not really now i would love to ask him if if because that was quite an old thing does that relate to modern day times where you've got youtube you've got podcasts you've got instagram you've got all these other mediums in which you can express yourself and show your creativity does say having a million followers on on instagram does that make you more creative or having so many thousands of downloads in your podcast does that make you a creative person and these weren't put in this study obviously because it's so old but um yeah it's just a food for thought really i yeah, was thinking yeah. about that i mean he is quite active on on the internet so it's worth commenting on his video there and yeah. then uh you know he does uh respond to uh, yeah. to a lot of questions and you know i mean what i understood from his work is that there there are a number of temperaments you know there are five main temperaments and mm -hmm. we're on a scale on those temperaments and creativity is related to openness which is a temperament. Um, yeah. And then there's a scale. So anything from zero to 100 yeah. in terms of openness. And I think uh, my openness level is around, is in the middle somewhere. So, 
one can argue that that's pretty open, you know, for, you know, yeah. to a certain yeah. degree. And How do you measure that? How do you? Oh, oh, a... yeah. He, I mean, he's got a, you know, he's got a website where he can actually do his tests. Oh, well, okay. I mean, I'll send you the, um, yeah. you know, maybe we should get some sponsoring for this, for this podcast from uh, uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh... Like, mate, you know, you're going to get an extra sale here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's sort of interesting looking at that. And um, in terms of personality and temperaments, you know, it is not a, an exact science because all of these psychometric uh, tests are very much statistically loaded. But mm. apparently the only thing that has some validity statistically is the IQ test. So the IQ test, which looks at abstract thinking, does have validity in terms of mm -hmm. general cognitive abilities. Okay. You know, yeah. We, which is quite um which is quite depressing for modern society because what that tells us is that we are not all equal and that we're not, you know, if you work hard enough you'll get there. Well actually no you won't because there are mm. different levels of cognitive ability. People have better cognitive ability yeah. um, and better IQ are more successful because that's the best indicator of success. And yeah. he argues that IQ, um, which can be measured through abstract tasks through the IQ test, that uh, correlates with conscientiousness, mm -hmm. which is another of the main temperaments. Um, which has been developed through statistical methods. Um, yeah. So in a way, you know, conscientiousness can, can be developed. Um, yes. But abstract thinking, you know. Uh, That's a, that, I think that happens. You know, which is quite damaging for this kind of uh, equality and equity and what yeah. you know, however you want to call it. Because some people are geniuses. Yeah. Most of us are in the middle somewhere. And then the rest of us are below. And what do you do about the below? You know, it's a, you know, it's a massive I, I question. It's, it's it's one of those things where um, everyone, you, you know, even, even even when you're talking about sort of the IQ side of, side of things, it's like, you know, um, okay, so say someone with a very very good IQ, um, they might be intelligent in that re in that regard, but and be very conscientious and, and and succeed very well but actually if you ask them to do something simple like change the wheel on a car they couldn't do it and and it's it's almost like uh, and and sometimes when i see people um in the past maybe you know say oh uh, i need to work hard and do this so that i don't end up you know doing this and it's like but could you do what they do and it's like, well, if you're so clever, why why can't you do that? Why can't you change the wheel? Why can't you change your oil? Why can't you, um, you know, repair your bike? You know, and so it, it's sometimes not just about the IQ. It's actually just about what you're good at and recognizing that and just not, you know, um, looking down on someone just because, yeah, they might not have done something in an academic life, um, you know, but they can they can achieve they can do all these things that you know even the the best academic can't you know yeah i mean i understand that um uh, we can't dumb them down you know that's sort of one thing but we can't 
make the opposite true either. You know, we can't yeah. raise uh, what's sort of unraisable. Um, sure. But sure. we still yeah. need them. I mean, you know, someone with an IQ of 60, yeah. you know, um, they can be a very good, uh, they, they, they can do a very good job, particularly vocational jobs. Um, yeah. They'll be very good at that and they'll contribute really well. But you can't expect them to um, do quantum physics or, you sure. know, do complicated I'm... abstract work. Sure. And, 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 I, and, and for yeah. people to say even this, the 60 IQ should have an equal outcome in order to become a physics professor, um, oh. reality doesn't, you know, says, uh, says uh, otherwise. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the equality of outcome thing is, uh, you know, that's just, just it's, it's almost ridiculous in a way. And, and I know he, he, you know, equality of opportunity is... Absolutely. I mean, the doors are open. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, no one should close a door to you and, um, you know, stop you from walking into places. Um, whether that happens or not, then, you know, it's a, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's choices, isn't it? I mean, I could have walked into uh, opportunities of, you know, great, uh, you know, political opportunities. Uh, yeah. Would I have been happy? Probably not. Would I have had the best... Uh, political acumen and Machiavellian traits, probably not. Would I have been, do you, do you know what I mean? There's so many other factors, <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't have walked uh, into that. So because he really wants to see you as the politician hater, just to, to, what, see just what to get in happen. trouble. Just, obviously, <laughs> it would just be, it would be magic. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, a, you know, what, one of my friends and, and he says, you know, the, the reason why it's sort of fun being with you, because I want to see what, what explodes next, you know, what, what else comes out? So it's never a dull moment. I don't know. I don't. Well, you know, what can you do? What can you do? You know. yeah. Well, I mean, it's. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm glad that you're sort of uh, okay and that you're back and that you've put on some weight and you've put on a bit of facial hair as well, maybe somewhere there. Oh, it's just laziness, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and. You know, good luck with your exams. I know you, you. Um, I know you love your exams and you're absolutely awesome on them and wow. with them. And, and, you know, that goes really well. Um, Thanks, what's, what's the plan sort of next year? What, what do you see yourself doing? Um, plan for next year. Well, hopefully with the, with the exam being and done, um, hopefully from work side can progress further up. Um, continue career uh still stay in anesthetics and yeah we'll see where life outside of work takes us um it's almost been hard to plan actually <laughs> to be honest with you yeah uh, maybe i should be looking a little bit forward to things and planning things but um yeah it's just been a little bit tricky so we'll see good stuff uh it's been great paul and uh look forward to um hearing you on the podcast, on your podcast. Oh, definitely. Thank you very much. Lovely chat to you as always.